And when I went for the interview, I just, I just prayed because I had so many interviews and so many people like, started offering me these positions. But I just said, Lord, let your will be done. Where do you want me? And of course, he knows my situation so well that it's really important for me for the job to be flexible around Katie because I've got, you know, juggle all that around. And um, when I came for the interview, they said to me that I'm not really flexible. It was far from home, but I felt the Holy Spirit saying, this is the one. And I, I just know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you just know. So I accepted this role, I started, and it really worked out really well that Tommy was off at that time as well, because it means that he, he was taking care of Katie and I didn't have to worry about that. But um, it gave me a good chance to settle in, and even though they said they were not flexible, they said to me, they were adamant that everybody were going to work in the office during the lockdown and everything, but they just said to me, look, we see you struggling with the childcare. That was when Tommy got back to work. They said, just um, work the school hours and work the rest from home. I mean, <laughs> that's just amazing. And during the school holiday, I was like, well, what do we do now? There's no childcare during the lockdown. They were like, oh, just bring Katie to work. We bring our little boy. They can play together. It was just amazing. And, you know, you, you can't make that up. Like, God led me to this job. He knew that the childcare was important to me and, you know, how hard it is with the childcare during the lockdown. It, it, this is just a miracle, you know. I just give glory to God for, like, leading me to this yeah. job and providing. And not only that, when I first started this job, I was only there a week. They paid me, like, literally a crazy amount of money. And I was like, well, are you sure? I'm like, are you sure? Like, I've only been here a week. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you're entitled. And then the job that I left, the temp role, they phoned me back and they sent me another check. I was like, well, I'm not even working for you anymore, guys. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're entitled to that as well. So the finances were just flourishing in our family. It was amazing. Oh, then they checked my bank balance again, do you remember? And I was like, oh, that's another one. Where's that even coming from? It was, like, <laughs> it was like, Tom, is that for you? Like, Tommy didn't know anything about it. I was like, thank you, God, you know? Amazing. So I had a choice to kind of be anxious about it on my own and to kind of keep applying and be like kind of a hamster and a hamster wheel. Or I had a choice to surrender and trust God. And, you know, when I surrendered to God and when I chose his will for my life, he showed me what he can do and he opened the window of heaven and he provided me with his job and the finances were flourishing and he was keeping us all safe during the lockdown. You know, we were all healthy, praise the Lord. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. I remember you said to me that um, you had a real problem with tithing for a long time, didn't you? Yeah. And you, you kind of noticed as soon as you made that decision, because mm -hmm. God spoke to you, didn't you, from Scripture, yeah. and you made that decision, literally everything changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see what life was like before yeah. and where God's brought you to now. Yeah, so that was a while ago. That was even before the lockdown. So we were in this desperate situation where we needed to see God's move in our housing situation where we kind of, we wanted to kind of buy a home of our own, but we were kind of staying with a friend, didn't really, you know, we didn't really have a place that we could call a home. But um, I just believed God. God's given me a picture that one day we'll be a homeowner, and that was enough for me. I just knew that. But we just felt that we were stuck. Like, no matter how hard we tried, we both had two jobs, like, working really hard, the, the finances were just not, like, getting in. It was like, you know, no matter how hard you try, how many hours you do, you just can't save up. And I just sat down. I felt so kind of, I said, Lord, what, what's happening? You know, I'm working so hard. I said, Holy Spirit, speak to me. 
And when you say that, Holy Spirit does speak to you. So he's literally, he's given me this scripture that I've, I've known and I've read for so many times, but it never kind of stood out to me like it did before. So it's Malachi 3.10. And it says, Okay. Um, I, the Lord, do not change. So you descendants of Jacob not have been destroyed since the time of your ancestors you have disobeyed my rules and have not kept them return to me and i will return to you says the lord all-powerful but you ask how can we return should a person rob god but you are robbing me you ask how have we robbed you you have robbed me in your offerings and the tenth of your crops so a curse is on you because the whole nation has robbed me Bring to the storehouse a full tenth of what you earn, so there will be food in my house. Test me in this. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, test me in this, by the way. Um, Said this the Lord all-powerful. And I will open the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings you need. So at that time, that scripture just jumped out on me. But I was just sat there thinking, well, I do tithe. I used to tithe, like when the tithing bucket used to come through, just put like change and think oh you know it's great or sometimes I put 20 pound in and thinking oh done well but you know I'm thinking I'm saving up how am I supposed to tithe the tenth but I said you know Lord I just want to surrender this to you you spoke to me so clearly on this and that day I just made a decision to tithe I said Lord I'm just going to trust you with this you know I just want to I just want you to have every area of my life my finances everything I said I surrender to you Jesus this is yours, that was not mine at first place, you provided me with a job, you've provided me with the health, everything I have is from you, so please accept this offering, Lord, that was before we were buying the house. Next thing I know, I checked my bank balance, and there was a lump sum of money that came in from nowhere, and I was like, what's going on? And um, it was from HMRC, I think, and I phoned them back, and I was like, oh, what's going on? Am I entitled to this? They were like, yeah, you are, we don't really know what it's for, I'm sorry, I can't really explain, but I was like, well, you know, you better be sure before I spend this money, and, then, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's, you know, you're entitled to it, and that was enough for the deposit of the house, like, to buy a house, so God answered my prayer, you know, and God always answers prayers, but he expects us to kind of take first step as well, you, you can't just sit there and be passive, oh yeah, I've given it to God, I prayed about it. You need to do something about it as well. You need to faith without works is dead, yeah, isn't it? It's got to be action, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. And ever since I've cho- made my decision to tithe, God loves a cheerful giver. It's not like a burden to me. I'm, I'm tithing cheerfully and I'm thanking Lord for everything that he's done for me. I've never had any financial issues at all since that day when I've started Amen. tithing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Incredible. Um, I just wanted them also to hear your incredible story about your sister, because this just blew my away. This idea that you just, when anything happens, it's like, well, Jesus can sort it, so let's just pray. Tell them about your sister in the guttering. Oh, yeah, so my sister's got that pl- her own place in Bournemouth as well, and uh, she had a problem with her guttering, and she found this person who offered to kind of mend her guttering, but they basically ripped her off. They charged her a lot of money, and they've done a really, really bad job. So every time it was raining, it was pouring down, and she was so upset about it. She, it was bringing her down. And, you know, obviously she wasted a lot of money. And I just said to her, look, Jesus was a carpenter. I said, you know, let's just go to Jesus. Let's just pray. Let's just lift it to God. He can sort this out, you know. 
um, let's just pray about it. So we prayed, we just lifted it to God, and next thing we know, some builder found her on Facebook from London. She lives in Bournemouth, so he traveled from London to Bournemouth, and he said, I want to fix your guttering free of charge. I mean, how did he know that she had this issue? How did he know that somebody ripped her off? And who travels from London to Bournemouth free of charge, comes there, spends his time, spends his materials to fix it and put it all right for her? You know, you just can't make it up. Yeah. Just ask Jesus. No, I know. That's, that's <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. He did it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So let's go on to the second point then. Thank you for the first. But that was incredible. Um, this... This idea about just walking with Jesus every day. You're a busy mum, your wife, got lots going on. How does it look for you just to stay close to him and just to walk it out on a daily basis? Yeah, so during the lockdown especially, I just felt like I really, really needed the presence of Jesus. I need the presence of Jesus every day, but during the lockdown especially because it was such an uncertainty, bad news everywhere, bad reports, and I just... I needed to cling to God more like never before because I knew that he's the only one that can keep me sane because, you know, before then I had a little bit of an anxiety issues, but I was delivered from that. I put my trust to God and I was just binging on um, prayer storm or anything Christiany that was on the telly. There was Jesus image, prayer storm, like every day I'd be spending time with the Lord and I got delivered from the anxiety. And there's nothing like presence of God in your life. You know, there's nothing. I don't know what people do like, when they're not Christians and, you know, this uncertainty is happening. What, I don't know how they cope. What do they put your trust in? And who do you cling to? Who do you come to? I come to God and he is my only comfort. You know, he is my only deliverer. So ever since the lockdown you know i've always been close to god but that was even closer i've learned a lot about myself about my personality about putting god first in everything that i do and trusting him completely so like pres- i've become addicted to the presence of god during the lockdown because it's amazing if i hope everybody's experienced that the presence of god and the love, love of god in your life because you know if you have you'll know so, what so how about. do we how do we experience that so what's that look like you, you just the Bible says, draw closer to me, and I will draw closer to you. And you know, you just need to know. You just need to see God. Obviously, the Bible is the guide for our lives. But for me, it's it's the worship, it's the word, it's listening to the preach. You know, it's watching family church, Jesus image. That that they worship the Lord like three hours a day, every day. And I used to join in. And you know, when, when you start seeking God. You said, Lord, reveal yourself to me. He always comes through and you always feel his presence. You feel your love. You, feel, you know, God's love, God's peace. Yes, that, that, that's how you do it. So um, when the things went back to normal, went back to work, busy routine, busy lifestyle, I just can't, you know, I can't start my day without the presence of God. So it's literally first thing in the morning Instead of looking on Facebook or anything else, I just open my Bible. I want to see what's in God's heart, what's his God for me. Um, you know, if it's 10 minutes in a day or whatever, I spend time with God on my journey in the car. I'm, I've, I've been so used to it. So there's set sometimes I just don't even realize I'm praying or, you know, and sometimes I have my window open and the people must be like looking at me. Oh, who's she talking to? 
It's just me praying. I'll just pray for that person as well. <laughs> so was what like, happens when you see an ambulance? I've, oh, yeah. When I see an ambulance, I always pray for them as well. I just literally, I just pray, Lord, you know, you know who's the ambulance is for. I just pray that you'll go before them, release your angels of protection. And one time, I remember, I pray that all the time. But one time I didn't pray, and I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, like, oh, are you, you're not going to pray? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, just because you didn't see the breakthrough, you didn't see what happened, you don't know that that prayer has been answered. And straight away I was like, Lord, go before them. <laughs> so literally started praying as well, because that prayer is just so powerful. Once it's spoken out, it has a power. Even when that person's like no longer on this earth, the words are still powerful and working. So if you're praying for your children, if you're praying for your spouse and you've spoken it out, it's still working. If you, when you don't see it happening, it, it does, it does work. It has a power. So when you get, so when you get up in the morning and you get into your busy day, you said to me that rather than just getting time aside for Jesus, you build it into your day. Like he's just yeah. constantly with you. So how does, what does that look like? So going to work, Jesus is with me. Like I said, he's in the car with me. He's everywhere with me. Um, and like, even when I'm working, I'm struggling with something and just say, Holy Spirit, help me. How do you do this? I'm stuck. Like, you know, and, and, and he comes through. Sometimes, you know, I, I work in accounts. So it was a new system for me that I had to learn. The Holy Spirit sometimes just tells me how to do it. You know, when you have that relationship with God and yeah. you draw close to him, you know his voice and you know when he speaks to you. And like when you do something, there's no way that I would have known that. <laughs> The wisdom so, yeah. of God, isn't it? Yeah, he, but he wants to be included in everything we're doing, even if it's the most, most mundane thing. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes when I go to bed in the evening, Tommy knows, I just, I just love, you know, listening to worship or prayer storm or whatever. I just put it on overnight. I don't know. I found this 11-hour prayer. <laughs> <laughs> and they just play over us as we speak. And Tommy's like, oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> saturate yourself with it yeah I just I just love it your heart is the way that you make it simple is that just anything that you're doing anything that you're facing any decision you have to make anything you're struggling with just walking your day out you're just constantly including Jesus and you're asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom you're just saying Jesus I need you how do I do this and then and just keeping your affection towards him so that he's just constantly on your mind in your heart isn't it and that's yeah. where he's like he doesn't leave us he doesn't ha we don't have compartments where we just kind of put you know I've got 10 minutes today so Jesus that's your Jesus slot and then I'm not going to speak to you for the rest of the day mm. that doesn't work is it yeah, no, that's no, not sure. how we that's not how we build faith that's not how we see breakthrough it has to be like he's walking with us and we're constantly our heart is constantly turning and our mind and turning to him isn't it yeah, and asking absolutely. him what do you want to do, do you, I need you today yeah. so it doesn't have to be difficult or complicated it just absolutely. becomes normal doesn't it as yeah. part of your walk yeah, yeah. and then with Katie she's beautiful Katie isn't she? love Katie Tommy and Tanya are doing such an amazing job with Katie she is just something else if you know Katie um, <laughs> she's a mini Tanya there's no doubt about it but just the way that she engages with Jesus he is just her everything, isn't it? How old is she? Ten. Ten. Just ten, ten. So how have you parented her or taught her or helped her to understand to, that she needs her own relationship and what that should look like for her? Yeah, of course. So the Bible says, teach the children and the way they should go and they will never depart from it. So, you know, I have to take that seriously. 
And I believe like that setting example is more powerful than just telling them what to do. You know, you can't just say, oh yeah, you need to follow Jesus, but you need to show them, you need to demonstrate that. And children always mimic what the parents do. They always copy everything. So we always include Jesus in everything that we do in our family. Like when we sit down and have a meal, we pray. And as I say, um, I love watching... um, Uh, church services on TV like sermon or anything Katie watches that and she mimics that as well and she follows this um, Karen Wheaton and it's a lady that's got uh, she's a prayer warrior as well she she prays for her prodigal daughter and she's got great testimony in that but she releases a video um, every day or every couple of days and Katie loves listening to that so literally before she goes to bed she's like I'm going to put Karen Wheaton on. I need to know what she's got to say for today. I need to know what Jesus told her. So she literally would watch that and she will not settle even when we go camping, even when we're not. She's like, well, I need, I need the phone. I need to hear what um, God's, God's put on Karen Wheaton's heart. And um, yeah, and she's got her little devotional. This lovely one that sometimes just catch my eye where she's sat there reading her devotional. And it's beautiful. And they always encourage her to listen to the Holy Spirit as well. Like, oh, Katie, what's Holy Spirit saying to you today? And, you know, she will, like, sometimes she say, oh, you know, God's been putting that person on my heart, and I just feel like we need to pray for them. Someone at school, a friend. Somebody in the church, Gloria, actually. Gloria. But Katie felt like um, God was putting Gloria on her heart. She said, I don't know what's happening, but I just feel like we need to pray for Gloria. So that's what she did. And then there was little simple things, like she'd lost a little code or a key, hadn't she? That's right. And, oh, yeah, yeah, So, no, what happened was she locked her phone and she forgot the code. So I said to her, Katie, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit? Because we have a helper, Holy Spirit, he will tell you. So she asked him, and the Holy Spirit literally revealed four numbers to her of the code. Straight away. And it's the things like she'd lose something in the house and she'd be like, oh, have you seen this? She'd be looking for it. I was like, why don't you ask Holy Spirit? So she'll ask her. She's like, oh, okay, Holy Spirit told me it's in that drawer. I said, well, go and check it. And she'd go and it is there, whatever she was looking for. So it's, I just love seeing how God speaks to her and how God uses her. And in, in our home as well, if, if somebody's poorly, we always pray. We always lay our hands on them when we pray. So Katie's just used, really, it's, it's natural to her. She just comes up to me, it's like, oh, mommy, I'm poorly, can you, can you pray? Or if I'm not very well, she just comes in and lays her hands on me. She goes, sickness, you don't belong in my mom's body. Get out in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's all she says, and, and it, it works. It works, yeah. yeah. We've seen miracles, instant miracles, and sometimes, you know, God will answer, but, you know, maybe a little bit later, but... You've yeah. seen incredible healing, miracles of healing as well as like not just provision yeah. as well. Yeah, just, yeah. What I love about that is it what you're teaching Katie is just well, just go to Jesus with it. Doesn't matter if it's the smallest thing that like you just lost something. Yeah. He cares about that stuff. Absolutely. So what does Jesus want to do? Well, you know, just go and pray about it, and you're training her and teaching her yeah. that He's her everything, yeah, and that's absolutely. all she needs. Yeah. So yeah. when she becomes an adult and leaves home, you know, she'll know all that, won't she? Because she's yeah. doing it for herself. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. When I was pregnant with Katie, I used to place my hands in my tummy and I used to speak out. I used to say, Lord, I just pray that it's going to be a beautiful, healthy child. Because you never know the pregnancy. I was just speaking out, praying, praying. And when she was born, they, they said to me, you've got a beautiful, healthy child. But not only that, God given me a scripture. probably can't find it here. But it says, if you're a parent, knowing how to give good gifts, 
how much more oh, yeah, that's that one. Heaven, yeah. So I took it as a confirmation, yeah, she, you know, everything's going to be all right. And I remember taking her to the doctors once and they wanted to say that, oh, um, she's got eczema and asthma because those two go together. I was like, no, no, no. That doesn't line up with the word of God. That's not what Jesus told me. She's not going to have eczema or asthma in Jesus' name. I, we don't need any blue inhalers or anything. And whatever we go, we just, like, you know, she didn't need, she didn't have asthma in the end. You know, they said, oh, no, she hasn't got it. I said, well, no. And, <laughs> and I took her to um, the spec savers the other day to test her eyes. They said she's got 20-20 vision. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting anything less. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Um, is there anything you want to just, going to finish in like 30 seconds or so, but is there anything particularly you just want to encourage the guys and just their walk with God and just to, yeah. I'm sure you've probably got something. I've got lots of I scriptures just, here. I, d- I didn't know which one to share. I'm not really professional but, knowing what to say. Or, I'm doing a great job, Tanya. What, <laughs> doing my life. But I wanted to leave you with this scripture, Matthew 15:22. It's 22 to 20 actually, if that's okay. Is that okay. So it says this, um, A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. So this woman like, kept bugging his disciples and Jesus. You know. um, so Jesus answered to her, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, this woman was Kenate, and he was basically saying to her, I'm not going to heal you because you're from different country or tribe or whatever. What did this woman do? She didn't give up, did she? She could have said, like, I'm just thinking that if that was like a modern day, she came up to Jesus, oh, hi, Jesus, I've got a demon-possessed daughter. Can you heal me? He's like, no, sorry, I only heal Israelites. And I'm just thinking the modern day. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry to bother you. And, you know, that could have been it. And I just, this is how I think in my head. That could have been it. Or like, you know, but what did this woman do? The woman came and knelt before him. She said, Lord, help me. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. I mean, how offensive is that? Like, it sounds like Jesus almost called her dog. She could have been like really offended at that point and be like, right, that's it. But what did she say? She said, yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So I just want to say, you know, when you come to God and you've prayed and you think, oh, I've prayed, nothing happened. That's it, walk away. Like, Use the example of this woman, you know, don't just give up, be persistent, and it doesn't matter what it looks like in a natural, you need to kind of stand on the promises of God and declaring God's goodness for your life and not give up just because you haven't seen that miracle. Like we were the house, we were told that we'll never buy a house, it was not um, possible in the natural, but I didn't tell you, I was literally, I was going to that house that we've seen and wanted to buy, I was going there every morning, I was placing my hands on that wall and I was claiming this house is ours in Jesus name and I was driving Stacy with me I was like come on Stacy stretch your hands and pray with me whoever it looked impossible in the natural I even brought my friend to help me 
And now, look, we're in that house. This is a blessing from God. You know, he answers when you put your faith in God. I could, I could have been like, you know, like the story of the woman. They, they said, oh, you know, it's impossible. I could have been, oh, okay, sorry to bother you. But, you know, I, I pressed in. I pressed in, and God always answers to faith, responds to faith. And just, just a quick one here, where it says, uh, Matthew 9:29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith. So if you have faith to believe it, Jesus can do it. You know, yeah. Amen. Can we give Tanya a thank you? Isn't she awesome? <laughs>